When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man. Wow, man, freak out! You're listening to the Brenton on Tour podcast. That's right. He travels the world running concerts and searches for the best coffee, people, and amazing stories so you don't have to. Pay attention, you're going to learn something for a change. This is a show about all of those things and much, much more. You're blowing my mind right now. This is, I hope someone's recording this. So settle in for a cup of amazing coffee. He's a coffee snob, by the way. Crank that ghetto blaster and enjoy the 150,000 ranked podcast in the land. Ah, fake laugh. Hiding real pain. I think that's an exaggeration. It's the Brenton on Tour podcast. Any question? Here's BD. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to the Brenton on Tour podcast for another week. And I know it's been a few weeks, and I apologize. But I've been busy. I've been out doing shows, back on tour again, 24 hours on, 24 hours off. It's been a little bit busy. And uh, you don't always find the creativity in there. You don't necessarily always have the time to kind of maintain it. And I do appreciate your patience, and I do appreciate you listening to other episodes and all the rest of it that you can hear right here on the Dean Blundell Network and wherever you get your pods, all those little places that offer them now. Obviously, I finished up the uh, the Making It series. I got a couple more in the can that I'm, that I'm going to put out, but uh, for now, I, I, I took a break on it just for a little bit. Um, man, it was just getting really, really nuts. Then I took a family trip because, you know, you got to get your family in there and you got to make sure that you're, uh, you're constantly, um, uh, you're always in dad mode. You're always in, in, in husband mode. You're always in, in that mode, uh, at all the times, even when you're working and, and, uh, they miss you when you're away on tour. So if you can bring them out with you on tour, that's great. If not, you get a little stretch or two in there. It's awesome to, um, to get some time. And we certainly did that. So yeah, it's, it was, uh, it was a great trip through Nevada and Arizona, the Grand Canyon, all the rest of it. It was a, it was awesome. Uh, back to it now. And it's been a very interesting, uh, couple of weeks since I've been on the air doing some stuff as you guys are well aware. Now I'm not going to dive into everything that's been happening on this planet of ours. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about touring in America, um, and what it's been like as far as you know, the COVID thing and because I'm getting a lot of people asking me, like, what's it like now? Are people wearing masks? Is everyone vaccinated? There's all that. And obviously the uh, tragic passing of Taylor Hawkins, one of my favorite drummers, and um, just inspiring millions of us around the world with his playing and just being in one of my favorite bands. Yeah, it, it sucked to find out about his passing. And, and I'm going to tell a tiny little story about him. And one thing I want to be very conscious of here, uh, when something like this happens, 
people like to make it about themselves. So I'm going to walk that line as best as I can and make it about him and his amazing ability to put you in a box and just make it about you and him in that moment. And that's the only story I'm going to tell. Uh, I just felt like I wanted to tell it because I, it was a really cool story and it was a great uh, thing. And, and people often, often ask me about touring and they say, you know, you should write a book about touring and you should write a book about this and, and talk about all the things. And I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily want to. Um, some of that stuff's just for me. Uh, and having a show like this, I can I can tell a tale every now and again, but it's just it's uh, you know the touring is a, is a, is a bit of a it can be tough on the brain, it can be tough on the body, it can be tough on everything, and and uh, I yeah, just don't I don't I don't really want to talk about touring per se, um, at least not in a book form. <laughs> I'm happy to tell a tale on here when I get a chance to. So let me start with um, touring in America and touring sort of uh, this last little thing that I've just done. Because I did a little bit of a run last summer uh, with uh, Megadeth and Lamb of God and those guys. And it was amazing. Trivium, um, Hatebreed, all great guys. Hello to you all uh, and Matt from Trivium for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And that was like a kind of in the middle of a summer COVID. So it was different than this kind of touring through COVID scenario. Uh, as you're you know, aware, there's all these different things that happen all the time uh, as far as like people believe there's variants or not or there's different waves of COVID that happen. Sure, um, it's shaping up that, you know, a substantial amount of the population has gotten vaccinated and there's still a bunch that haven't to each their own. Uh, but on tour, you... You know, most of the people on the tour, um, it's a requirement to be vaccinated. And the backstage at the shows, which is a very, very mellow backstage now, um, you've got to be vaccinated as well, especially if you're going to be close to an artist. So uh, we did a lot of testing. We tested every day. Um, and for the record, not every band and tour is doing those rules. They're uh, to each each band, each tour of their own. But um, the ones that I've been on have been testing regularly and have been um, had certain requirements, mass requirements backstage and things like that. Um, but I started in Florida. I went to, you know, Miami and, and uh, Jacksonville, West Palm, that kind of vicinity and into the Carolinas and all the rest of it. And the, the question I got a lot was like, well, what's what's happening out there? And I can tell you that from my experience and what I saw out there in all honesty, it was, you know, the, the tour that I'm on is a very kid friendly show. Uh, it's a very family friendly show. It's not a, it's not a Disney show, but I'm, I'm just saying it's a pop artist that is, uh, is, um, you know, great for kids. It's a great first concert for kids. And a lot of masks in the crowd, 50, 50, I would say at least, at least in the interim, uh, when we got towards the end, maybe it was a little bit lighter. But um, even in those kind, even in those states like um, uh, the Carolinas and Florida, which I wasn't anticipating, actually had a substantial amount of mask wearing. So people were asking me. So I, I, I want to say that because a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, the masks are off everywhere, and everyone's back to normal in the states." It's not quite like that. I mean, every state's allowing people to do their own thing. 
But I can tell you, there's a shit ton of people wearing masks and doing things. So um, to each their own, but that's what's happening down there. So just like on the other side, don't believe everything you read. People are choosing to do what they want to do. And uh, I just, I saw a lot of masks down there. So, uh, but it was, uh, it, it definitely felt a little bit normal-ish down there. There was a lot more free moving um, to, to that side of it. Um, restaurants were, you know, pretty packed and back to normal. And then this trip that I just did through Nevada and Arizona, especially everything was packed and everyone was basically carrying on uh, like, uh, like the world's back to normal. So that was interesting to kind of see. Um, I'm not sure the numbers support it. I, I'd be curious. I know no one's, no one's reporting on it really anymore. I would be curious to see if there's been any kind of like, uh, you know, spike of any kind, but uh, I would anticipate that there probably has been a little bit, at least in cases. I'm not, I don't know what's going on hospital wise, but, um, yeah, it's just been interesting to sort of see. And, um, I'm keeping an eye on it because I'm about to embark on another one across Canada. And whereas most of the, the provinces have been, you know, all their mandates and a few things have gone, there's still some things in those markets that are uh, still you know, being enforced. So we're going to see how that's going to go. But the curiosity and a lot of the questions that I'm getting are what's happening with touring, what's happening out there, what are you seeing? And that's what I'm seeing. Um, COVID has be- and, and vaccinations have become the new don't talk religion, don't talk politics, don't talk COVID. Uh, that's that's the sentiment that's out there right now. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, that's that's I'm not sure you can talk religion and separate religion and COVID <laughs> per se uh, or politics and COVID per se, because they all seem to all tie in together. Um, so when you when you kind of have someone talking about COVID, they kind of go in one direction and you, you kind of know where they stand. So uh, it, they kind of merge into each other. So it is a very sensitive subject on tour. It is a very sensitive time to be on tour, but everyone kind of wants to be back on tour and uh, they seem to be doing it as best they can. So uh, I've seen shows go up like crazy. I'm on. I'm. I'm doing 30 weeks of touring at least this year myself around the world, including Europe. So um, I'm excited to be back out doing it and um, seeing the world again and enjoying that part of it. So, yes. Now speaking of the world, unfortunately, the rock world was rocked with the passing of Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. I'm an avid fan. Times Like These was our wedding song, the acoustic version, not the rock version, even though that would have been rad. Um, I've seen him a bunch, and I just have loved that band um, for, you know, since their existence, basically. But they're one of the last bands that have truly made everybody in that band a rock star. So, you know, it doesn't really exist anymore. It really doesn't. Like, you try to, you know, tell people what the, you know, to, to, to pick out all the members of the killers, they probably can't. It's just the way it is. You know, um, you try to take someone to, to, um, pick all the members of, uh, of corn. Yeah, you can. I think they've done a really good job there. Um, some of these pop bands, I mean, they used to, they used to, you know, that's how they would build careers is everyone was a star. Not so much anymore. I just don't see it. Uh, Band-wise, Greta Van Fleet, because can anybody pick out anybody other than the singer in that band? No. 
So it's just one of those things, the way marketing and the way bands have been marketed and brought up and all the rest of it is gone. And the Foos are one of those last bands that really truly made everybody in that band a character and everybody knows who everybody is in that band. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So I think when, a, when an artist passes away like this, it, it affects everybody because they think they know them. And I'm not going to go on a, on a whole thing here about knowing Taylor. I only had a, one experience with him. And I want to tell that experience because um, it was just a personal connection for me that I uh, have not forgotten. And I was in Germany. I was on the Shakira tour. We were in the lobby in uh, Cologne, Germany. And I was wearing my heart shirt which is a, you know, a band from Seattle from the seventies, you know, eighties, big hits. You guys know them, but they often get mistaken for a Canadian band and they might've broken up in Canada, but they're actually from the Seattle scene. And I'm wearing this heart shirt and I'm at the front desk and I'm, I think I was asking for, you know, directions to, to someplace. And I hear heart fucking rules, man. I hear that from the back of the hotel and I turn around and it's Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. And I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. So I I kind of say, hey, man, yeah, you know, I did some touring with him in Canada in 2016. And he's like, oh, man, I love I love Heart and I love Canada. And, you know, because Taylor used to play with Alanis Morissette and he played with Sass Jordan, um, Canadian, you know, and honorary Canadian, really, he is. And there was. And I, I was really like, like kind of taken aback because I don't, I don't get, you know, uh, you know, rock stars. I'm a, we're around them all the time, and it doesn't really phase me in that in that case. But uh, you can get caught up in it for a minute when you know one of your he- drummer heroes is standing in front of you, you know, loving the shirt you're wearing. <laughs> and it kind of broke the ice in a great way. And he proceeded to spend 45 minutes with me, telling me about his love of Canada, playing with Atlantis, playing with Sass, talking about his love for Sloan, one of our great Canadian bands, and and all these other experiences he's had in Canada. And the whole time it was happening, people were coming up to him to ask for autograph and pictures. And he, and he never, um, you know, he didn't deny anybody, but he just said, Hey, everyone could just kind of hang on. And he, and he just put me in this box, you know, where he, uh, just talked to me one-on-one and made me feel like it was just him and I in the room, even though the hotel had, you know, half the band was in the hotel at the lobby at the time, everyone was losing their mind, but he actually, was just kind of making it about him and I in Canada and all the rest of it. And I never really, I never forgot that, that kind of kindness that he, that he showed me because it was a day off for me, you know, touring wears you down. It's a whole thing. And and it was just a nice kind of surprise. And, uh, he's like, well, where do you live? And I said, well, I live in Vancouver. And he's like, well, if you, you know, if you come to the show, make sure you tell the gang. And by the gang, he's referring to his crew or people by that time he knew, who I work for and what I do for a living. Um, and he's like, make sure you tell them that heart shirt guy from Germany is here and I'll come and say hello and show you my drum kit and all the rest of it. And, uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. Cause you know, when you meet thousands of people 
a day on tour, especially somebody like him who's so, you know, such an extrovert and goes out there and meets everybody and makes time for everybody to have him like refer to me as heart shirt guy. Like, I could have told him my name. It would have forgot. He would, it would have fallen by the wayside, but heart shirt guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to remember heart shirt guy. <laughs> so he's like, refer to yourself as heart shirt guy. And, uh, and I'll come say hello. And I thought well, that was really great. Sadly, I couldn't make the show. I was on tour. Um, but as he was leaving the lobby and he signed everyone's autograph and, and took pictures with everybody, you know, he gets in the elevator and the elevator closes and he yells, see you soon, heart shirt guy. And, you know, I was just, uh, I was, I just got a real laugh out of it. It was really kind of funny. And, uh, then the next day they, they went to Sweden and that's where Dave fell off the stage and broke his leg. So yeah, it, it, uh, it was just a historic weird time in that band's career at that time. But also for me being in Cologne, Germany at the same time, ironically enough, I ran into some 41 who are friends, uh, of mine from the past, uh, in Germany as well. Randomly, they were on a day off in the same hotel as me. Um, Hey Cone, how are you? Remember that? Just in the randomly end up in the same lobby together. It was just the funniest thing. That's what happens when you go on tour. Sometimes you just randomly end up in the same place with people. And, uh, it just kind of makes touring that much more fun. So anyways, I, uh, that's the little Taylor story I want to tell because there's going to be, you know, all sorts of different reports about how he died coming out and no one can confirm how it went. You know, the early reports are saying it was heart trouble it, uh, and that he, you know, couldn't be revived. And the Colombian government's already come out with their own statement. And and I just don't want to spend any time on on the, how he died because people are so fascinated with how he died. I, I understand. But um, I'll just say he had a heart attack and and they couldn't bring him back, and let's go with that. Because I don't want it to be overshadowed, the fact that this guy made time for everybody. If you look at Twitter, if you look online at all the stories that are coming out about him, they all are him making time for people one-on-one. We all text, we all do things. I, I still call people on the phone, as much as it might drive them crazy, hearing their voice or seeing them on, you know, one-on-one on a, I guess we're in Zoom or FaceTime or what everyone does now. But just being able to have that conversation on the phone and catch up is great. And um, he did that. And he did it right up until his death. It, I mean, everyone's talking about, oh, I just talked to you an hour ago. Apparently, he talked to Tommy Lee just like an hour before. You know, it's just one of those things, you know, where you, he just made, it just seemed like he was that guy that made time for everybody, which, you know, could have be a contributing factor to, not getting enough rest and not getting, you know, and, and, you know, we're well aware of his struggles over his life, but you know, making time for everybody. I mean, it's exhausting. I try to, I try to stay in touch with almost everybody in my life in some capacity. And it's a lot of work, man. You gotta, you know, you're talking to a hundred people a week plus the hundred people a week you're meeting on tour. You got every now and again, you just got to turn it off and not speak to anybody. But I, I, uh, I cherish my friendships. I cherish the people in my life. I try to stay in touch with as many people as I can. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's healthy and you only live once and you got to cherish these, these friendships. Uh, you know, prime example, I just was in Vegas and, and ran into or stayed at a friend of mine's house. I've known him for 30 years. We went to high school together. Hey, Sean. But we, you know, we're, we're together in the same town around the world, but we've never been able to connect over these 20, 30 years. And we finally were able to do it um, this week at his house and 
couple of weeks ago when I was in, on tour, uh, getting ready to go on this tour, we rehearsed in Vegas, and then I got to see him. So I, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of staying in touch with people, and Taylor clearly was that guy. And you can tell by what people are saying about him and all the things that they're, you know, paying tribute to him about and the rest of it. And it's a, it's a true shame because there's a lot of assholes and idiots out there that um, I don't wish death on anybody. But there's a lot of people that you'd be like, well, that guy treated people like a bag, like like a like shit. And no one's paying tribute to that person. And they probably know why. Um, whereas, you know, this guy clearly made time for everybody. And it's just a, it just sucks. It just sucks to lose another one um, that uh, people that influenced you or, or that you, you know, you really dug as a musician. So uh, tragic loss for him and his, for his family and for the band. I'm not sure what it's going to happen with the Foos moving forward on this now. I mean, do you, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to replace that energy. I'm sure the guys are going to have a hard time looking back and having somebody else play in that position and accept it. Um. And I think every you know they haven't taken a break in a long time. This is probably a good time for them to just sit back and reanalyze how this is going to move forward. I don't know. Maybe they bring in little Nandy uh, Bichelle, the the girl drummer that they brought up um, that in L.A. Uh, the young girl, she was great. Maybe she'll be in a good space in a couple of years if they bring it back, and she can jump in, and they can use it as an opportunity to pay tribute to Taylor and um, maybe wrap it up. I'm not sure. So it just sucks um, when you lose uh, uh, when you lose anybody young. He's only 50 years old. He's a dad. He's got kids. And um, I don't think anyone should should forget that, especially with all the bullshit that goes on in the world um, with artists that treat people like garbage. And you got movie stars slapping other stars. It's just all bullshit, you know, and that's the real that's a real person. So, yeah, that's what I know. So anyways, I uh, I just wanted to take a second say, hey, everybody, thanks for your patience. Thanks for waiting it out. I, I've been on tour. I'm going back on tour again. Hopefully I'll have a little bit more time to bang out a few more episodes as I go. I, I definitely want to get some people out uh, on this show. Um, some more of my touring friends to talk about what they've been doing out there. And in the meantime, I just uh, wanted to say uh, hello and how you're all doing. Hope you're all great, healthy and, and awesome. And um, rest in peace, Taylor. Uh, it sucks to lose him. And uh, also um, a friend of the band that I used to play with, Mr. Machete and Chris and Dent, everybody. Um, a good friend of ours, Smitty, who, who passed away just today, lost his battle with uh, cancer. And he uh, played on our first record with us and uh, was always really cordial and awesome to us and great. And uh, so, yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a weird couple of couple of days. Some people that uh, that are there that are no longer with us and uh I, you know take care of yourselves out there people and and uh you know mental health sucks and uh, i'm hoping that uh, that's not what uh what ultimately got taylor uh, i know my our friend smitty passed away from cancer and stuff and that sucks too so just take care of yourself out there try to try to take care of yourself as best as you can mentally physically all the rest of it and um let's all celebrate life together and, and be be well so um, I certainly try to live my best life every single day. I've got amazing people in my life. If you choose to have me in your life, thank you very much. If you choose to listen to the show, thank you very much for listening to the show. If you make it part of your weekly routine, uh, I do apologize again for taking a couple of weeks off, but Hey, duty calls, life called life got busy. 
BrentsonOnTour.com is where you can find everything. You can find me on YouTube on Brenton on Tour, uh, Twitter, and all those places is Brenton on Tour, and of course on the Dean Blundell Network. Um, great guys over there, and amazing to have me on the show uh, with them this week to talk about Taylor as well. Mm. My friends at Partake just celebrated their birthday, the non-alcoholic beer. So thanks to them. I'm not doing video this week because I just I just wanted it to be an audio show. So um, um, you're not going to see these wonderful Partake cans, but they have sponsored the show over the year, the last uh, couple of years, and they've been amazing. Great non-alcoholic beer. As you know, um, I don't drink anymore, and I choose to drink these on tour when I can and wherever I can get them. Uh, they're a fantastic product and, uh, yeah, just part of me trying to take care of me and hopefully you are taking care of you. That's the Brinson on tour podcast for another week. My friends crank some Foo Fighters as loud as you possibly can, uh, to pay tribute to the fallen Taylor Hawkins. And hopefully I'll see you again next week. Thanks everybody. See you soon. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose, but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.